This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Wednesday edition in the borough. Hope everybody's having a great day. Busy time of the year. Uh, we had region soccer last night. We've got the state volleyball tournament going on. Can tell you that Central Magnet won yesterday. Not as fortunate today. Uh, they lost in four sets to um, Anderson County. Won the first one, then lost 25-22, 25-18, 25-23. So. A pretty good match. Uh, they will play tomorrow in an elimination game. Siegel, um, which is making, uh, gosh, I think eight out of nine years or nine out of ten years they've been to the state. They were knocked off by Maribel uh, yesterday, and they play at 5 o'clock today in an elimination game. So little update there. Stewart's Creek won the region. Uh, they will be uh, – well, they won their first-round region game. They play at – Franklin County tomorrow night. And of course, we've got the full slate of high school football. Um, two more weeks left in the regular season. We've got college football. Um, the Big Ten will join the fray this week. <coughs> Excuse me. We have the Titans and the Steelers and all that kind of stuff going on. So, who better else to talk it with than uh, Larry Woody, a longtime sports writer, author, and columnist with the Tennessean? Larry, uh, that was a mouthful. We got a lot of stuff happening in the borough. Uh, a busy, busy time of year. Maybe the busiest time of the year. But yeah. but it's fun. That, that's what what uh, you people like you and me and and other fans live for, Monty. That's right. Better better than the alternative, um, as it, we found out in the spring when everything got shut down with the COVID and COVID's still alive and well, unfortunately, but. We're getting some games in. I did read something interesting today because the NFL, you know, they're having to reschedule so many games <coughs> that the Super Bowl ultimately could be pushed back all the way to March. Um, they have the venue. They have the dates. Um, you, you know, if you got put, pushed off one week, that's one thing. Then you get into Valentine's Day, and for obvious reasons, they probably don't want to play it then. So if if they can't, I know they're trying to get a hold of it. They they, I think really they've done a good job. The the Titans had the worst outbreak, but um, um, they're trying to get the year in. Yeah, and uh, and I you know I don't think it'll be a big deal, Monty. If it had to be pushed back to March, it's you know it's still cold weather, still still football weather. Of course, they're played indoors anyway, so that doesn't matter. But if, if you can if you can play the Masters in November, you you can play the Super Bowl in March. So it's not I don't think it's that big a deal. The bottom line is uh, it, it it will be played, and you know maybe a, a month or so ago, two months ago. That was that was in doubt. Still, still not you know obviously not over the hurdle yet, but at least uh, we're making progress, and and it looks like it'll be played. So, when when the the exact time it'll be played, I, it, as I say, Monty, I don't think it's that big a deal. You know, I was thinking, of course, uh, there's going to be what ten, twelve thousand at the Titans game. Obviously, a big one. Um, two of the undefeateds left uh, in the Titans and the Steelers. How far? Now, you think about how far Nashville's come as a sports town, you know, with the Preds and the Titans, and they're even looking at baseball maybe, you know, maybe not when me and you're around, but one day. But then how far they've got to go. 
because if, if under normal circumstances, this is a huge game, and unfortunately, there would be as many or more Pittsburgh Steelers in that stadium than would they would be Titans because they're willing to pay top dollar for them, and so many season ticket holders they'll just sell their tickets. Yeah, and uh, and as far as the game itself goes, Monty, that'll be the the premier game, the marquee game. Uh, Sunday, you know, all, all eyes will be on on, on Music City and uh, a, a great matchup, five and zero and five and zero. Little little interesting local angle, Monty. The Pittsburgh Steelers trainer is John Norwig, and he he went to the Steelers. Gosh, it, it's been maybe twenty five years ago. He was the former trainer at Vanderbilt. He was uh, the the sports trainer at Vanderbilt, and a great guy. And he's Jimmy Davies' son-in-law. Uh, Jimmy, the, the the wonderful old old Tennessee sports writer, one of my best friends for forty years. Who we we lost him earlier this year. But uh, when, whenever there's an injured Steeler on the field, you'll see some some skinny guy with, with white hair go running out to help to 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 attend him. And that will be John Norwick again, the former former Vanderbilt trainer. So a little little interesting uh, local angle. I, I kid Norwick. He came in for Jimmy's funeral earlier this year, and I, I was kidding John, I said, he, he's the person that Steelers fans least want to see, <laughs> because when you see Norwich on TV, that means there's a, a Steeler has gone down on the field. It's bad business. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a fascinating game. The, the Titans are good, Monty, and they're lucky, and that's a, that's a pretty good combination when you're good and you're lucky. And again, people keep, it's kind of interesting, you keep reading reports in the media about people seem surprised that the Titans are so good this year, Monty. The story would be <laughs> surprising if they weren't that good this year. They they got the, the NFL's leading rusher. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They returned, you know, all, all the star players, superstars from last year's uh, team that, that was a heartbeat away from the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Excuse me. The story would be if the Titans weren't good this this year. I think they're they're doing what they they need to do and what they're expected to do. They're going out and winning games. Now, granted, they're they're giving some people coronaries the way they win them, but yeah. they're winning them. Well, you know, every game t- takes on its own identity. I mean, you take the game last week, for example, against Houston. Um, I knew that was going to be a tough ball game, and I, I'm impressed that they won two games in five days. I mean, that's incredible in that league. As physical of a game as that is, the punishment that your body takes – uh, to win two games in five days. And, you know, you've got Houston limping in here at, what, one and four. Um, but the Titans are only a three-point favorite. So uh, that just tells you, you know, Vegas knows what's going on. You knew that was going to be a close game. And and in all honesty, Monty, I don't know if the Titans won it or Houston lost it. That's some of the yeah. worst coaching I've ever seen in my life, for crying out loud. They, they score a touchdown instead of kicking the – the extra point with less than two minutes to go and Titans one timeout. Houston goes for two points for crying out loud, misses it. So instead of it being an eight-point game and, and forcing the Titans to have to drive the field, score a touchdown, and then convert a two-point conversion just to tie, for some reason they decide to go for two. Of course, they miss it. The odds are against them making a two-point conversion. And then at that point, you knew exactly what was going to happen. The Titans drove the field, scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point, went in overtime, and won it. So, I mean, as I say, I'm not sure the Titans won it so much as as, uh, as the Texans lost it. But the, in the win column, it goes down as a W, however they, however they pulled it off. And again, to give the Titans credit. I mean, you talk about pressure and Tanny Hill and and Henry, the, the runs he made. Um, you know, you, you've got to give them credit for, for for pulling it out. But again, they had a they had a whole lot of help from the other team. You know, um, I was I was probably more, I was more nervous about the extra point than I was anything in that entire game. <laughs> At the end, talk about deflating if they had if they'd missed the thing. But again, once they got into you know, I, I just I, I just thought um, when, when when the Texans went for two, I'm thinking, what in the world are they thinking? I mean, it, 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 it would put it what, most most coaches, Monty, would take an eight point lead against a team that's down to one timeout and less than two minutes to play. But for some reason, the Texans Texans didn't, and it cost them the game. Yeah, and you know, I heard um, John McLean, who covers them, he's on the nat, he's on the. Um, with Jonathan Hutton and them, and um, and he was saying, he goes, 
Well, that tells you right there what they think of their defense. He goes, that's an indictment on their defense. He goes, I don't know how long he'd been covering. He said, it may be the worst defense I've ever seen in the National Football League. He goes, so I guess they felt like they needed to be up by nine to have a chance to win. So Yeah, that's what that's what the coaches were th- – exactly what the coach was thinking, Monty, that he, he just didn't have enough confidence in his defense to make a stop. Uh, you know, with less than two minutes, again down to one timeout. That it's it's just it was a perfect storm against you know, and and again the Titans pulled it off. I don't want to take away from them because they were had their backs you know really stuck against the wall and they made play after play, including the the, the fourth down pass, to, a beautiful pass to win the game. But uh, but man, talk about a a bad football team. They were playing one. You know, and back to the game this week. You know, it's a it's a shame. Um, we we're going through the pandemic right now because this weekend, under normal circumstances, Nashville would be rocking, and that's what Nashville's become. That's what Nashville's about—the tourist destination. I mean, the whole weekend downtown would be—it would really be happening. <laughs> and unfortunately, with the few fans that can go. It's just not going to have that atmosphere uh, that would be unbelievable on Sunday. And I got to be honest with you, Monty, I don't hear that big a buzz around town. Last year on the drive to the AFC Championship game, you're out in you know sports bars and restaurants and hanging out with your friends and so forth, and it was all Titans all the time. Uh, Monty, I got to be uh, again frank. There's not that much buzz around town. No, it really isn't. <laughs> I have a theory that the, the goofy protests have turned a whole lot of people off, including me. And I, I don't know, Monty, if, if it continues, it, 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 it will kill them. It, it's already damaged them. It's already set them back. I know people, including myself, who, who are still – it's got a, a, ter- a bad taste in their mouths, Monty. I just they, – they, they've just about lost me. If it continues, they will lose me. I, I'm, I'm not going to watch. Uh, players that, that are too cowardly to come out during the anthem and for crying out loud, ask them to, to stand at attention for a minute while the anthem's, anthem is played. Uh, they've turned a whole lot of people off, as, as exciting as that team is to watch. And uh, some t- people are like me, Monty. They, they love football, but they love their country better. And uh, they're not going to put up with this stuff. Vrabel and the Adams family better get a handle on this, or, it, it's, or the product is going to, it's already damaged. And if we're not careful, it could, it'll be damaged beyond control. I think that's why there's not not that much buzz uh, for in the circles that I'm, I'm in anyway, compared to a season's past. As exciting as this as this, as this team is to watch, uh, a lot of people are just not going to put up with it. Well, the ratings are certainly down, and, and uh, those those uh, speak for themselves. That's for sure. Exactly. Again, that you know, I I like football. I've, I've been covering it, making a, up my living covering it for almost fifty years, from high school to the NFL. But and as bad as much as I enjoy it, Monty, uh, you know, I, they, they they're about to turn me off. And like the the World Series uh, baseball strike several years ago, that soured me on baseball. And uh, I have trouble trouble watching them. The, the NFL is about to make them the same mistake that the that the major league uh, major leagues did uh, years ago during the the, the the goofy player strike. You're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. <clears throat> As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction. 
Absolute auction on an 800 square foot property in Smyrna that's been a one owner beauty shop for over 40 years. All beauty equipment included in the sale of the property Saturday, October 24th at 10 a.m. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com. Maples Realty and Auction. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. We're talking local high school and college football, plus other local sports of interest coming up Thursday night at 6. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. That's 6 o'clock on Thursday night. Myself, John Dinkins, Clark Blair, Rod Edwards will have local talk for you Thursday night at 6. Leading up to Friday night's State Farm High School football game, and that will be Blackman at Siegel, an inter-county rivalry and, of course, a region game for both teams. Blackman at Siegel here on WGNS, 6 o'clock airtime and 7 o'clock for the kickoff. Saturday morning, we talk to the local high school football coaches on the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner. It starts at 8 a.m., followed by MTCS Cougar Corner at 10.15. Saturday afternoon at 1, Middle Tennessee football coverage from Rice right here on your flagship station. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime author, writer, and columnist. Um, Larry, um, Tennessee um, came out so after two weeks so far so good and um, back to the drawing board. I mean, Kentucky just gave them an old-fashioned butt kicking. And granted, the quarterback play was horrible. I think they scored 21 points off um, um, turnovers. But you know, I've been hearing all this hype about Tennessee's offensive line, and they got whipped. I mean, he's got a country boy butt kicking. And, and Kentucky, Monty, is a, is a pretty good football team. Like we said last yeah. week going into the UT game, I, I, I don't think they're – I think they're underappreciated because they're, they are a good a, – a pretty good team and a really good team on, on the defense. If they, if they had a, a little more offense, they'd be, they'd be scary. But so I, I wasn't surprised – Frankly, that they that they went into Knoxville and won for what the first time in 36 years. I was surprised at how easily they won. Like you said, you know, it wasn't much of a the Vols didn't even put up much of a struggle the, the second half. Once the once the wheels came off, they stayed off. But again, to Kentucky deserves credit for it, for you know, for making them look bad. But the Vols also, they, part, part of it was self inflicted there. They're really struggling. I, I, Monty, I think you and I were talking earlier on. I, I thought this was probably going to be UT's best team in, you know, in a decade. Uh, I may be wrong. I, I think those first two two wins might have been a, an anomaly. And now maybe we're seeing the real falls. But there's uh, there, there's some, some, some problems on Rocky Top, and they're certainly not going to be solved this, this Saturday. You know, if we thought, thought last week was bad, wait till this week. Yeah, and – and, you know, you look at Kentucky, we, we live in this day and age now, you know, a coach doesn't have, a coach used to have five years, at least four. This day and age, we, we have so much knee-jerk reaction and start firing people. Um, Kentucky, to its credit, 
and hey, let's face it, at Kentucky, if you win eight games, they're elated because they're just waiting for hoops. But they stood, they stood by Bob Stoops, and now you're, I think you're seeing the fruits of his labor. He's got good players. And money, I think he's. I thought last year he was the coach of the year. This this year he may may be even doing an even better job because again they're they're just not super loaded with talent, particularly on offense. They get a they get a, a whole lot out of uh, out of media, mediocre talent. They they you know those kids play play with heart. They're 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 pretty well disciplined. I think just a super job. And again on defense, they're about as good as as there is in the league. But again, coaches they that's why they make those millions of dollars, Monty. They you're only as good as your last win. And and when things go bad, they go bad. And the heat is obviously on on Pruitt now. If not the heat, at least the seat's getting a little warm up there. And uh, with good reason, uh, you know, I, I've just I just questioned some of the coaching decisions and how from the from from the start when they lost some games that there was no way they they, they could have lost, but they managed to lose them. Uh, I'm still I'm I'm still ha- have some some questions about uh, about how that team is coached and managed. It's uh, it's going to be a, a interesting the rest of the way, and again, it's certainly not going to get any easier easier uh, this Saturday. And, you know, and his name's escaping me. The guy at Arkansas may be the coach of the year. They've won two ball games. I'll just say, wait a minute, I can't think of his name, but he's, but he's done a heck of a coaching job. All I know is he, he's a good coach, and he, he wears a, a, extra large, <laughs> an extra large T-shirt. But, no, Arkansas's real. Got, got a good quarterback. They're just a good, a good, a good football team. And, again, they're, they're surprising because they sort of came out of nowhere. But uh, I think, Monty, the SEC top to bottom, maybe excluding poor, poor old Vandy, it, it's as good or better than it's that it's ever been. It's always been great, and this year it, it's really good. Uh, you know, two, two or three teams, you know, as good, as good as there are in the nation, and the rest of them are not bad either. So it, it, it's going to be fun. Again, Monty, we've said from the start back, you know, a couple of months ago when they announced the, the, the unprecedented 10-team 10, 10 all-conference schedule. I said then this is going to be the most exciting football season in SEC history, and so far it has been. Yeah, you never know week to week. Um, uh, Alabama-Georgia, the big, you know, the game of the year to date anyway, and uh, lived up to its billing, but, boy, Alabama, they, they really buckled down defensively in the second half and then, you know, ran away and won 41-24. So, um Georgia's still got a little catching up to do with them. Yeah, Georgia's still a good football team, Monty, a really good football team, which gives you some idea about how good Alabama is. When when you whip a good football team like Alabama whipped Georgia, again, I, I'm I'm not sure that indicates how you know how 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 bad Georgia is. I think that tells you how good Bama is. You know, um, ten, back to Tennessee, they fired their co-defensive coordinator. Um, um, the very next day after their game against Kentucky. That, that's why why coaches have coordinators, Monty. They're the scapegoat when the head when things are going bad. Instead of the head coach taking the heat, he deflects the heat to the coordinators. I've always wondered why that is. Uh, the head it's up to the head coach to, to to oversee the team and and okay the game plan. You know, the head coach is responsible for that. If the offensive coordinator is not getting kids lined up right and making the plays, getting in position, that kind of thing, it's the head coach's job to correct it. Same thing on offense. If they're running bad plays or the offense is not clicking or players out of position, it's the head coach's job to correct it. So again, that's why they have uh, coordinators. When the wheels pop off, uh, they can they can blame the coordinators and fire them when, in my opinion, it's the head coach that's supposed to be running the show. Yep, and you know, um, unfortunately, here in the borough, um, uh, the Blue Raiders are struggling mightily. Uh, they gave up a school record 768 yards to a North Texas team that is not that is not that good, and it's. You know, I don't know where they. I don't know what they do. You know, um, uh, COVID year, you toss it aside. Like somebody said to me, we were talking the other day, and I said, you know, the good news is MTSU has done a great job managing 
COVID and has gotten six ball games in. The bad news is um, they've gotten six ball games in. <laughs> That's right, Monty. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they they showed some sign of life. You know, a team that was <clears throat> was beaten down, and they came back and won won the game and played well. And and again, when I've seen Middle, it, it seems like they play hard. It's like it seems like the effort is there, but yeah. uh, the the results are not there. And and again, I I don't know if it's just if it's that simple. If they just have no talent, but but again, that goes back to the to the coach. It's the coach's job to get talent. And and when a team gets as depleted as middle obviously is right now, uh, there's there's a breakdown somewhere. You've got to you've got to plan ahead and not get caught with the covered bear. And, and same same way with Tennessee at times. You know they they they, they don't, don't seem like they they plan for the future. They don't. You've got to be recruiting ahead. You can't just live for this season and say okay we'll worry about having some players next year. That's part of coaching. That's part of overseeing the, the whole program. And again, that goes back to the head coach. He's got to plan ahead. And when you lose good players, you've got to be able to have some some good players coming yeah. in. You've got to, as I say, you've got to, to start pl- playing next season, this season, in terms of getting some players in. And apparently middle couldn't do it or wasn't able to do it or whatever. I know it's not that simple to go out and recruit superstars. It's like Steve Martin used to say, how do you become a millionaire? Well, you go out and get a million dollars. So I realize it's not that that easy, but again, that's why coaches get paid millions of dollars to do it. If it were easy, Monty, you and I could be coaching, but it's not. And again, a whole lot of coaches seem seem to be able not to get that gra- to get a grasp on it on, 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 and that's why Saban is so successful it's not any any secret why, why Alabama is so good year after year Saban plans ahead he's right now while playing this year he's recruiting for next year and the year before and so he doesn't get caught with a bare cupboard like a whole lot of other coaches and, and programs do yeah and you know unfortunately for middle they you know they just don't their talent levels not up. Uh, where it needs to be to compete with uh, some of te- some of the teams in the conference, because like you said, efforts there, the passions there. Um, but you know, I, all I know is this: I was thinking about this yesterday when I know you, you and Mike Oregon and your gang, including Boots Donnelly, uh, had lunch, and I was thinking, boy, I can only imagine what Boots would if Boots had given up 760 yards in a game what the the following would week would be like. We would have had to had had to have taken Boots' belt and shoelaces, Monty, because he, he might have committed committed suicide. But also joined us and you brought that up also at breakfast Monday was a diehard MTSU fan, had his MTSU jacket on, just a, a an older guy like me, been been lives and dies with the Blue Raiders over the years. And he, he's really, really down on the program. Or di- disappointed with the program, I guess would be the word, as, as most MTSU fans are. And Monty, his question is, why they don't recruit more locally? He says they've got there, there are a lot of good football players in, in and around Nashville area, middle, all, all through Middle Tennessee. And for some reason, he, he said they don't seem to go after them. Now, maybe they concede it to, if there's a good player, you know, some, some SEC school comes in and get them, but at least make an effort, you know, go, go after those kids. That That's his criticism with the program. Now, whether it's, you know, whether it's valid or not, I, I don't know. But but I have heard that, that complaint in the past that this is Middle Tennessee State University. Why don't they recruit Middle Tennessee players? Yeah, I mean, there might be some validity to that, Larry. Um, you do run into a situation where, you know, I mean – you look over at like Oakland and Riverdale right now. I mean, they got kids that are getting offers from SEC, ACC schools, and you know that allure of playing at a program like that's hard to overcome. Um, and now that being I'm said, the, yeah, I'm not on the inside of MTSU, so I, I don't want to judge them too harshly. They they may be trying to you know, they may be recruiting their brains out trying to get these kids and, and just and can't get them you know yeah. the, the the star athletes the blue chippers they want to leave town go go somewhere else and play out of town maybe that's part of the lure that that good local players don't want to play for a local school they want to get out and experience life away from home so again i, I don't want to, to, to judge mtsu too harshly about its recruiting because i don't know they, they may be trying as hard as they can to get those kids but again some of the some of the, the really loyal uh, 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 fans, the fan base, 
they are, you know, they're, they're wondering why more MTA, more Middle Tennessee players aren't on the Middle Tennessee State roster. Yeah. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Did you know I can make noise with my left eye? <laughs> I, 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 I was I trying did. to get it on the microphone. <laughs> oh, you did. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. They remain on the scene of this earlier crash out here on Lebanon Pike. It's going to be right near uh, Alsop Mill Road. Again, that's Lebanon Pike, Highway 231 at Alsop Mill Road, involving some injuries from earlier. Again, they're just trying to clean this up. It's been out here for quite a while. Stopping up and down, six of the Middle Tennessee Boulevard right now. Check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike in Nashville. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's going on today? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider football to start. The factor of the unknown weighs heavily on the Blue Raiders' preparation on the gridiron this week. After losing at home to North Texas, Middle will make their first trip ever to Houston on Saturday to take on Rice, which hasn't played a game yet this season. The Owls have had six games canceled this year due to COVID-19. They had to shut down their program in early September for several weeks due to positive tests, finally getting the okay to get back on the practice field on September 28th. Saturday's contest will be the third time this season that Middle Tennessee will play a team in its season opener, adding to Army and Troy in the Raiders' first two games. Not having even one game from 2020 to look at will undoubtedly make things tough from a preparation standpoint, not to mention the fact that Rice will have six Middle Tennessee game films to watch, adding to the difficulties the fact that these aren't two opponents that uh, know each other very well. The first time the program's ever met on the football field was last season in Murfreesboro. The uh, Coming up tonight, we'll be talking with Coach Rick Stockstill on uh, Rick Stockstill Live. Hope you will be with us to uh, take part. You can send your emails for with questions in 
to radio at goblueraiders.com. That's radio at goblueraiders.com. Also, uh, don't forget to put on your schedule on Thursday at noon. The uh, Blue Raider Athletic Department will host another in the series of Zoom webinars that is open to the public. Uh, this one is about basketball season. It's titled Blue Raider Basketball Update. It will feature Director of Athletics Chris Massaro, Assistant AD for Ticketing James Kentfield, Coaches uh, Nick McDevitt and Rick Ensel. Uh, I'll be serving as the moderator on this, and it will the webinar will cover the latest on how Middle Tennessee Athletics will be handling attendance and ticketing for the upcoming men's and women's basketball season. Both coaches will also be on hand to discuss their thoughts on the upcoming season and uh, and hopefully get some uh, insight on uh, how the schedules are going to come together, both in the non-conference and in the conference schedule. You can go to GoBlueRaiders.com right now and uh, – and, and you can copy the link, put it in your calendar, and uh, you'll be able to join. And you'll be able to send in questions as well for the entire panel of Chris Massaro, James Kentfield, Nick McDevitt, and Rick Ensel. All right, let's turn to women's golf. Middle Tennessee came out on fire in the opening round of the Callaway Gardens invite, putting the rest of the 10-team field in the rearview mirror with a round of four over par 288 that places the Blue Raiders in first place after 18 holes. Three Blue Raiders finished the day high up on the leaderboard as Sophie Burks, Molly Bebelar, and Catherine Caudill each find themselves in the top 12 uh, in the field of 61 golfers. Burks claims the top spot on the leaderboard using a three under par 68 that featured four birdies to share the individual lead alongside Central Arkansas's Tanya Nunez. Junior Catherine Caldwell leveled out a couple of big numbers by matching Burks with a team-high four birdies to finish the day at two over par 73 and is currently tied for 12th. And again, we'll have the full update on that tournament uh, coming up tomorrow. One final note, uh, working back to football, the Football Writers Association of America released its 2020 Freshman All-American watch list, and Middle Tennessee's Quincy Riley is among the honored players. He's a redshirt freshman from Columbia, South Carolina. For the year, Riley has 14 tackles to go with a team-high four pass breakups and a tackle for loss. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Remind everyone, the Blue Raider Insider Report, brought to you each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Back to all sports talk. Longtime sports writer, author, and columnist Larry Woody joining us today. Um, talking some college football. Larry, the Big Ten gets into the uh, fold this week. So um, uh, I think a lot of eyes are on Ohio State. Um, speaking of local kids, you know, uh, they're starting running backs from Murfreesboro. 
uh, played at Blackman High School. So um, there's an example of a kid, hey, and his dad played tight end at MTSU and is a doctor at MTSU. Uh, but Ohio State's Ohio State. Yeah, and and and, and uh, I guess well, welcome to the party. Even though they're they're arriving a little late, but yeah. at least they're they're playing. And Monty, that uh, you know, as you mentioned that, what a good story, interesting story that would be to talk to some of these these superstar players, you know, five star players who leave Murfreesboro and and other you know Middle Tennessee. Uh, schools and go to these uh, to go go out of state to play football. An interesting story would be to talk to them and ask them why. You know that yeah. the, instead of, of sports writers like me sitting around speculating about why they don't play for the local schools, and, and I think I know part of the reason. But instead, it would be interesting to ask the players. You're, you're, you're like the, the kid you're just talking about. Why did you? Why did you? You know, go go out of town. Why? Why did you not? want to play for your local school again i think i know part of the answer monty but it would it would be and make a, a good uh, a good sports writer an interesting story don't you think yeah and i'll tell you another interesting footnote involved in that blackman a few years ago had a, another mr football uh winner uh itavius mathers he went to Ole miss for three years and um um he um Played at Ole Miss. He didn't start. They kind of used a running back by committee, you know. Um, he had, you know, he had solid numbers. Well, he wanted more playing time. Well, he came back to MTSU, came back home, and in one the one season he played, he set the single season rushing record. And they haven't had a thousand yard uh, rusher running back, uh, their quarterback rushed for a thousand last year since then. So, kind of interesting. Both came from Blackman High School. Yeah, and again, Marty, excuse me again. That that's not uh, that's not unique because uh, there there are some great football players, high school football players, <clears throat> being produced in this area. You know, in in Murfreesboro and in other towns around Murfreesboro, high schools around Murfreesboro. <clears throat> so it, it's no surprise that great football players are here. Again, it's surprising or maybe frustrating that uh, that so many of them want to want to leave the state to play. Yeah, and you know, uh, and and you know, Tennessee's losing out on some players here as well. I mean, they're getting they're getting their fair share of them, but like I said, you got a guy, they got a receiver starting at Arkansas that's from here. Um, you, of course, you've got Master Teague, the the running back at Ohio State. Um, uh, a lot of these mid-state kids are going elsewhere. I know Ravenwood's got uh, somebody going to Ohio State. So, I mean, there, as you said, there's a ton of talent in the mid-state area. And again, Monty, that's one of the raps I hear on Tennessee. When 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 a, a superstar leaves the state to go somewhere else, the question for the fans is, why, why did why didn't we get him? And Tennessee's even more puzzling, Monty, because at at one time they they were a great football program and and, and I, I'm so old Monty I can remember when when kids grew up dreaming of a chance to play football at UT that was every kid's dream you know if you were talented enough to go to, to play on that level and lucky enough for the Vols to, to be interested in you man well that was that was every little kid's dream and now apparently kid little kids are dreaming different dreams because uh, the Vols are losing some awfully good players to other states and other SEC teams which is doubly frustrating they're not only not playing for the Vols they end up playing against the Vols yeah and you know um I think it looks like Jeremy Pruitt's doing a pretty good job in state I mean they're not getting everybody but uh I, I know he's focusing on it and then, you know that's what you got to do um regardless of where you're at I mean sure Phil Former made a living out of going out of state and getting great talent because he had to back then. Um, but he would still try to take care of what was not at the time. Um, Tennessee was not producing the talent that it is now. No, and again, Monty, I, I, I'm not on the inside, so they may be doing everything in their power. Obviously, every every coach wants the best players they can get, regardless of where they come from. But I tell you, it, it really – it seems to me like, Monty, it energizes the fan base and, and really adds interest when you have area kids playing for your state school. And the perfect example 
is my old buddy Kurt Watson from Crossville. The Crossville Comet and Kurt and I used to play backyard football together. Uh, and you know, remember Kurt? Uh, I talked to him about a month ago. He lives lives in Germantown now. But anyway, point being, he re- he was recruited to play for UT from from Crossville. And that whole area, although it's already big orange company uh, country, it just it just energized a whole fan base to have, have a local local boy Kurt. You know, not just playing for the Vols, but a superstar. You know, was breaking rushing records and and sometimes almost single handedly winning games. And if you can have those area players in your program, man, it just it just energizes the fan base. And again, maybe the the coaches are doing everything they can get to get the 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 latter day Kurt Watsons, because again, it's it's obviously to their advantage if you can have a a, a local an area kid who's also a superstar player. It's it's doubly good. But again, for whatever reason, Monty, they they do lose a lot of good ones. I, I don't know why, unless it's just the fact that they want to get a you know get away from home, go out of state, try something, to, you know, experience some some have some different experiences. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. An exclusive look at Rutherford County weather from our own meteorologist. WGNS Weather Eye Forecast is on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. You remain on the scene of this earlier crash out here on Lebanon Pike. It's going to be right near uh, Alsop Mill Road. Again, that's Lebanon Pike, Highway 231 at Alsop Mill Road, involving some injuries from earlier. Again, I'm just trying to clean this up. It's been out here for quite a while. Stopping up and down, sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard right now. Check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike in Nashville. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients and makes their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Parks Auction, we handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Uh, we're joined today by Larry Woody. All right, Larry, we'll move on. Uh, the World Series, uh, the Dodgers, unfortunately, uh, took care of my Braves after being down 3-1. Uh, they beat the Tampa Bay Rays 8-3 last night. And um, speaking of local talent, Nashville's Mookie Betts, two for four with a homer, stole a couple bases. And uh, I tell you, against Atlanta, he made some unbelievable defensive plays. Some, some of the best I've ever seen, Monty. And uh, Larry Schmitto, he, he he says that Mookie Player is a great bowler who decided to play some baseball. The, the angle, is, the, the point is, Mookie is a good bowler. Schmitt, you know, Schmitto owns uh, 14 bowling alleys, including a new one that was just opened in Murfreesboro a couple of weeks ago. And and Mookie is a, a serious bowler in the off season when he's got time to bowl. Schmitto says he's a you know almost a, a, a tour tour level talent and of course Schmitto is a tremendous baseball fan and and he's a Mookie fan he says he, Mookie's just as nice a guy off the field as he as he comes across but you talk about a, a heck of a, a baseball player and some of those some of those defensive players he made are tremendous but but you and and, and our buddy Jim Simpson in Murfreesboro I guess you're both in mourning the the Braves kind of kind of kind of hacked on a chicken bone down the down the, in the playoffs didn't they yeah, they spit the bed. I think the best team won, but boy, you hate being that close. Um, but their average age is twenty five point two years old, so 
um, I, I like the future anyway. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till next year. That's right. right. Got to go Cubbies. Got to go the Cubs mantra. Wait till next year. So, but hey, I'll tell you an interesting trivia question out of that game. Okay. Mookie Betts became just the second player in World Series play to homer with the Dodgers and against the Dodgers. Do you know who the other one is? You'll know the name. No idea. Moose Scourin. Moose. Moose Scourin. Moose and Mookie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll ask Schmitto about that uh, at breakfast Monday, see if I can stuff him. Of course I can't. He's a, a baseball encyclopedia. But uh, but now we were talking about the, the, the game, and uh, and he's a, he's a Mookie fan. Yeah. Well, that useless trivia is brought to you by nobody. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, real quick before we let you go, what are we looking like with NASCAR now? Uh, down to three games, go to Texas uh, uh, Sunday, and uh, and then Martinsville the following week, and the, the field will be cut to a final four to race for the championship uh, in, in three weeks at Phoenix and a good Murfreesboro angle. Monty, as you, uh, I know you know, and some of your listeners may know, the president of Texas Motor Speedway is Eddie Gossage, an MTSU graduate, super guy, worked at the Tennessean part-time a few years to, to help work his way through through middle and just a super guy, and now he's in charge of one of the, the nation's largest sports facilities. So, uh, so Eddie Gossage and Texas Motor Speedway will be holding the uh, holding a, a, a big, big race Sunday. And again, uh, after Texas, Martinsville, and after that, we'll know the final four. All righty, Larry. Great to catch up with you as always. Appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of the week. I'm so I'm disappointed you didn't ask me about my turkey hunt, Monty. Oh, yesterday morning, Monty. About the, I, did I, I you got get Thanksgiving a, dinner. You did get the bird, huh? <laughs> I got the bird. All right, great deal. <laughs> Talk to you <laughs> soon. That's Larry Woody. Join us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.